0: What's up buddy
1: hey dude let me see if um real quick because i'm doing this online okay let me see if i could load this up on the app instead okay one sec no nah, i don't know probably not this will be fun.
0: All right, this works.
1: This is sweet tight, dude. yeah, it's pretty tight that we can do this you know being not not needing to you know be next to each other every Drive time pop- yeah, exactly. opens us what? up for more uh you know more more podcasts that we can do.
0: yeah, more opportunity. Well, let's welcome everyone back. Hell
1: yeah, um, dude.
0: Episode two. We had to change the name because, uh, of course, we did a little research after the fact. And there was a toilet talk podcast. So now it's just the uh, Javi and Anthony
1: show. Yeah. Featuring um, Anthony and Javi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time we'll have a better permanent name. I think this is just an interim name. Yeah. Something to get us started. We'll come up with something something good soon. Good soon. We're gonna have uh,
0: have a. Uh, we might even do some merch. Who knows? Who knows what is
1: Lots of opportunities not coming even- up ahead anywhere it might just
0: be something for us to
1: do when we're bored (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah for real this (laughs) i mean this kind of started as a uh you know we we both have these conversations anyways we both hang out like this anyways so like might as well record if that's what it stays i'd be happy if it grew I'd, i'd be even happier you know but either way it's a win and uh
0: and we're definitely not gonna be as bad as last time. <laughs> I think we got a little too drunk last time when we were shooting.
1: Dude, we'll we'll leave that up for a while. Like it'll also be really funny, like say that this does get momentum, say that this does become something bigger. And you know, through doing this more and more, we're gonna find our flow, we're gonna find our way of doing things. It's gonna be funny and interesting to look back on that first one and be like, what the hell dude?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be great down the road.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Dude. Especially,
0: especially if we do blow up and
1: become the Joe Rogan. For real, for real, (laughs) man. So, well, it's also really good to look back on things like that. And, you know, to say, oh, well, I didn't do this right. Or, oh, I didn't approach this right. Or, hey, I could have done this differently, you know. It's really cool to have that there just to just to check on that and be like, "Yeah, well, that wasn't really great. Let's figure it out." You know, no one's right. no one's great the first time they do anything, you know. The first time you massage, nope. were you great? I was the worst, dude. <laughs> you know, and, and me too. I I I love doing neuromuscular work, but the first time I tried to look for a trigger point, I couldn't find it. I didn't know what the hell I was, I was digging for, you know? And through trying it more yeah. and more, you, you learn, you get it. And, you know, you and I may do trigger points a little differently. We may even massage differently, even though we were taught by the same people. And it's because right. we found our own little flow. So I think it's going to be cool to, you know, even though it's a little like, shit, dude, we really recorded that. It's going to be cool to go back on it and be like, yeah, well, how can we grow and learn from that? You know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not even gonna lie, dude. I didn't know how to do trigger points all through school.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's interesting because like I in school I had a conversation with someone about this. I forget who. Um but I had a conversation with someone about how interesting it is how you can get twenty plus people learning from like let's say we were taught by one instructor our entire schooling, just one. And we will all have a different touch. We'll all have a different technique. We'll all like different things. Like maybe you'll really like sports massage and I'll really like myofascial work, you know. And it's just crazy how we all kind of just get drawn to something and being in the same environment, same instructor, same teaching methods, everything. We're all just going to pick up on different things, you know, because me, trigger point myofascial work, that is my jam. That is what I like to do. If I could do only those, I I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Right. So, yeah, it's uh it's a uh, yeah, dude. I I didn't even. I remember uh,
0: I remember asking Mo. We were doing trigger points in class, and uh, I I finally told her I was like, you know what? Find a trigger point point for me, put me on it, so I could see what it feels like. So she did. And I got up on it, and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Dude, I couldn't feel <laughs> shit. I don't even know was on. I was like, sure. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I think I – oh, I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it didn't feel shit, That's dude. so
1: funny. The person on the table is just, like, laying there like, no. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, shut up. Don't say
1: anything. <laughs> well, that was me with – um muscle attachments and like sifting through different muscles like you know on the back you have traps on top and then rhomboids underneath and then you know little muscles right along the uh the spine right there as well you know that was difficult for me when someone would be like oh go to the attachment point here and i'm like well i know i'm on a vertebrae but i don't know which and they're like count them and i'm like yeah but (laughs) (laughs) i think this is seven but uh, you know I'm not quite sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That was my thing. Trigger points. It took me a little bit, but once I felt one for real, I think I think how I felt one was feeling them on myself. Actually, you know, because I I, I did drumline really? for four or five years, and so you're wearing like thirty, forty pound drums on your shoulders for you know long hours of the day, marching with that shit. You know, so right. My shoulders, like even to this day, man, they're terrible. And anywhere you press, you're going to feel a trigger point and it's going to shoot all the way down into my elbow and all the way up the side of my head. Like they're bad. And I think that's when I realized, oh, that's what a trigger point feels like. Because for me, I'm able to press on it. I'm able to feel that trigger point response and I'm able to feel it with my fingers. And then from there, I got better at trigger points like that. Um, and like, even now when I work trigger points, like I I have a client that I see every week, um, I'm actually going to see her again tomorrow. And sometimes when we work, if I want things to release really well, I'll hop on that trigger point. I'll make sure that I'm on that trigger point by asking them, you know, I teach them how to feel for a trigger point and then we'll release it and I'll ask for feedback. But usually when I work trigger points, I just hop on it. I know that I'm on it. I know when it's released and I move on. Like there is no checking. There's just I do what I do, right. get in, get out. Right. Yeah, but if you're seeing someone weekly, though, that's a little different. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that, that wasn't just with that one client. That's usually something that I do because it's just a lot more efficient than having that conversation in the beginning. All right, you're going to feel this. Okay, you feel that? Yeah. All right. Tell me where, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then work the trigger point for those 30 seconds. After 30 seconds, all right, where are you at now? Does it feel like a complete... Like, that to me is just a waste of time. And if we don't have a lot of time or if I want to get a lot done, it's just not efficient. It's more efficient for me to just go in, know that I'm on one, Mm -hmm. get that out, and, and, you know, move to the next one.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's what... uh, I don't know. Sometimes... I don't know. You ever go into a massage and you're just not in the mood for it? For, like, the trigger point work? No, just for any, like, just massage in general. Like, uh, oh, I got three appointments today, and I'm just, I don't want to do Oh,
1: as a therapist. I thought you meant, like, as, like, a client going in.
0: No, no, no. As a therapist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, there's there's where, like, I'm just like, I want to get in. I want to do this, and... I want to be on my way. Yeah. And uh, days like that, I'll, I don't explain anything. I, I, it's like it's such a bad habit. It's such a bad uh, thing to get into. But I honestly just like want to be done, you know, and just move on. For sure. But um, on, on days that I'm on it, I'm a lot more thorough. Yeah. Like I'll, uh, you know, I go through the full intake. All right. Here's my plan. Here's what I plan to do. Um, let me know if you have any referral pain. If I'm poking somewhere or blah blah blah. You talk to me. You communicate with me. And we'll go from there. Yeah. And I think that's the most effective treatment. And that's that I that I give. And uh, but man, there's some days where I'm just
1: not like, feeling it.
0: I'm just going to do some Swedish and you'll be on your way. (laughs) Well,
1: that's sometimes, you know, not going to lie. When I do a deep tissue massage, sometimes if I'm like, yo, I don't want to fucking put that much effort in. It'll basically be a Swedish with some firm pressure. But I do recognize they're paying. It's their session. It's not mine. Like if I really wasn't feeling up to it, I could either call out. I could, you know, you know, it's not fair for me to be selfish and have them waste their money. And so, Right. right. You know, sometimes I can get away with it where they're still happy and I wasn't having to put 100% effort. You know, other right. times I do have to sacrifice and be like, look, this is terrible on my body. I'm not feeling this, but get through this, get through this hour. And, and that's it. Like, you know, I may have clients yeah. after, but that's it for that deep tissue. That's it for that person. Maybe the next person will be more willing to let me put them to sleep you know (laughs) yeah there's there's been times
0: where where i feel like i've done the worst job ever like not even in in a clinic in school did i do this Mm -hmm. bad and the client will be like oh my god that was the best ever oh it was so good i loved it i was like yeah really (laughs) okay (laughs) cool like if you like
2: that (laughs) come back
1: (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) I, um, I've kind of, you know, especially at a few other places that I worked at and I'm not going to name what places, but you know, some places that I've worked at where I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel like, I felt like I was in a, I was a cog in a machine. And if I left, if I broke, if something happened to me, they would just replace that wheel and boom, they, they're, they're still working. Like I have no impact at all. And in that environment, dude, I was doing my worst work ever. You know, that's why I left private practice for a little bit. Because it was almost like my environment made me produce a certain amount of work. At that place, I did my worst. Private practice, I did, you know, somewhere in the middle. Which is why I left private practice for a while. And then at the, you know, university, when I was massaging there, I did my best work. You know, it was just all about the environment.
0: Why? Why is exactly that's what I was just gonna get to. Like the energy yeah. of the place. Yeah. Like there's there's like a. I was at a place downtown, and um, I I don't know how many places are downtown, so I might be giving shit away. I don't really care though, but um, oh man, I just uh, the energy there was. Mm-hmm. awful like the place was very money driven dude i was i was doing 60 minutes for a yeah a, of just a swedish a deep tissue didn't matter it was a hundred bucks yep. flat rate and i was like what the heck there's no way i would pay a hundred bucks for a freaking 60 minute mm-hmm. you know unless you're at the door and you get all the aromatherapy and then that in that case you're mainly paying for the yeah you're paying experience. for an
1: experience not a not a treatment
0: but this was yeah this was nothing like worth a hundred bucks and uh that's not how i am you know i'm not i don't want to say i'm not mon- money driven but i'm not out to rake you over the coals yeah you know i i, I think I do more free massages than I actually get paid for, yeah. probably, and and for like people that I work yeah, with, sure. you know, people that need, help, oh my back hurts, you know, my shoulders hurt, blah blah blah, this, this and that, mm-hmm. you know, situations like that where people need help and actually need, you know, relief. But um, I'm not out to make a killing, you know. I, I'm also very fortunate that this isn't a primary income, so I'm allowed to be. Mm-hmm. a little more flexible with it, you know, but, um, yeah, dude, their, their, their whole motive there was, was money making. Yeah. I, you know, money makes the world go round, but not to the point where you're, uh, not to the point where yeah. it shows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not to the point where, like you're, I, I could see your motive. Your only motive mm-hmm. is to make money. You know, like, well, and that's how that. it
1: was for me at, you know, the place that I did my worst work at was I was making like $500 a week working, you know, four or five days a week there. And, you know, they were seven hour shifts. Usually I was full and that's the money that I was making. And at the end of my day, I would always because we would get tipped on card or cash, and if they tipped in cash, okay, I know how much cash is there. If they tipped on card, I didn't know how much they tipped on card. So I, at the end of my day, every day, I would ask for a printout of like my report, so it'd show the client's name, it would show the type of massage, it would show um, how much the treatment costs, and it would show the tip. That way, I'm just, I'm just, I like to be especially with credit card tips, it's real easy for someone to start stealing money from you. You know, luckily that never happened to me. Right. No one ever stole my credit card tips. But the thing that pissed me off was I looked at how much money I made that business and how much money I made. And that pissed me off. That oh, made yeah. me so mad, you know? And it's always upsell. Right. It's always try to upgrade them. It's always try to get them to do a stretch. It's try to get them aromatherapy. Try to get them, you know, the the biofreeze treatment, try to, you know, and it's like, no, I didn't get into massage one to be a salesperson. I didn't get into massage to make you money. You know, I got into massage to, to right. help people, but it is a trade. So yeah, I'm going to make money in the process, you know, but right. one thing just to come, come back around uh, to one of my original points, um, regarding the fact that I did like my worst work there, I started burning out, and I started hating massage, and I started, you know, just not liking anything about it. And it didn't change until I left and went to the resort that I'm at now. And now I'm I'm back to loving massage. I'm even trying to open my private practice again. One thing I wish that I did, I mean, a mentality change that I have now, is even if I'm a janitor, even if I'm just flipping burgers, Even if I'm, you know, wiping tables and sweeping the floors and nothing wrong against any of those jobs, but even if I'm doing that and I'm not happy doing that and I don't want to do that, I should have been putting a hundred percent effort into it. I should have been every time I swept the floor, made it spotless. Every time I wiped a table, made it the cleanest table I could have, you know, because it just goes into everything else, you know? If I feel proud of the table that I right. cleaned, even though I don't want to be cleaning tables, you know, it's, it's going to translate into everything I do. Now, whenever I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing, like working with dogs, I'm going to have that work ethic. I'm going to have that pride. I'm going to have that, you know, intention to produce a perfect product, you know? I, and and that's, that is
0: a lost art. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: A, a lot of people, and I, I used to be like this, like, oh, well, you know, I just make pizzas, who cares, you know, or whatever the case may be. But um, now being older, it's like, shit, man, take pride yeah. in your work. Like, whatever it is, if you're going to do it, yeah. be the best at it, you know? I, I mean, you may not like it, it may not be the best thing ever, but... For one, you're getting compensated f-
2: mm-hmm.
0: for it. Two, you know, y- y- you went into an agreement with this company. Hey, I got work for you to do, and I'm going to pay you this amount. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And then you get into this job, and then you don't fucking do what you said you were yeah. going to do. You know? and it's and it's a, it's it's funny because.
1: Oh, I feel old
0: (laughs) in these situations. Like, oh, these damn kids have no. It's easy to be lazy, and that's the
1: culture we have now. It's lazy. I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram a couple days ago, but that I I threw out a rant about that. Like, we are a lazy society.
0: Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, and it's terrible. Like. You know, with my kids, my kids, oh, my God, they drive me crazy. Like, my wife and I, like, run, you know, a mile a minute, you know. She's the manager at the spa I work at. I massage on my days off from the casino, and I work full-time at a casino. And, uh, you know, my days go from 6 o'clock in the morning to Mm -hmm. midnight. Yep. You know what I mean? Back to sleep, back up at 6 o'clock in the morning, do it all over again. And I can't get these damn kids to clean up after themselves, to pick up their shoes in the living room, to pick up their, you know, plates after they eat dinner. And I'm like, like, dude, it drives me nuts. Like I've just been in a war zone with these kids right now in regard to that stuff.
1: And it's like, for me, it's not the motivation to, you know, try to do a hundred percent in anything that you do, whether it's like in your kids, you know, clean up after yourselves or, or fucking wash the dishes. The reason why is because for me, it's like how many people are not putting in that effort? Most people are not putting in that effort. So how better off am I going to be in the future if I'm already creating these habits and instilling something in me that's going to give me an edge over everyone else? You know, who the hell knows what's going to come up in 5, 10, 15 years an opportunity that you missed because another guy had a better work ethic. Another guy was more productive. Another guy just did what needed to be done while you sat on your ass because maybe you weren't getting paid for it. Maybe you weren't getting recognition. Maybe you weren't. And real quick, just a sidebar from that. You don't need to be recognized to do a good fucking job. And I think society has been taught that everyone needs to be recognized for doing their fucking job. No, you don't. You know, I think that started right. with the bullshit fucking participation awards in sports. You shouldn't get an yep. award for not winning. You lost. And even though that's harsh, I don't care if right. you're eight, I don't care if you're, you know, 18. It doesn't matter. There's winners and there's losers, and that may be harsh. And, you know, some sensitive ass people may get mad at me for that. But that's teaching. I don't have to try hard. I don't have to work hard because I'm still going to win. And that's a bullshit mentality, right you should try hard, you should work hard, you should try to be the best because that's how you get that medal that's how you get that trophy that's how you get that recognition that's how you get a booming business, that's how you stop working for a boss, that's how you stop trading your time for money. you know you don't get any of those things by just coasting and doing the bare minimum because you expect a reward at the end you know
0: and, and- and 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 the thing is is as yeah we're we're very um oh what's the word I'm looking for Oh gosh it just slipped my damn <laughs> mind like the uh I mean I guess in layman's terms everyone wants to feel appreciated yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean everyone wants to feel appreciated which is great I understand that but here's the thing, and here's the thing that's this is the thing with society is we've put so much into being accepted by others. Yeah. And it and, and it comes down, it, you know, and and it's it's not specific to just jobs, but just in general in in, in social atmospheres and you know in in professional atmospheres and anything and mm-hmm. everything everyone has this need and this want to be accepted yeah. and to be um held in high regard yeah like um i i uh my job at the casino I'm a little bit you know prestigious title in my job and uh i have to wear a suit and tie to work and whatever and everybody calls me sir mm-hmm. at that job yeah. and i can't stand it i hate being called sir mm-hmm. and i get it it's a sign of respect they're you know for my title whatever but i hate being called sir and you know what's funny is i never get called sir anywhere yeah. else Anywhere else. I go to the store, I'm wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt, backwards cap. Nobody calls me sir. Not one yeah. person calls me sir. I go do you know my massages. Nobody calls me sir. Not one person calls me sir. When I'm at the casino, they call me sir. Why? Because I'm wearing a tie and I'm wearing a, a, a blazer and some dress pants yeah. and some dress shoes. And And it's funny because I'm not a sir. Like, I'm not, like, for one, that makes me feel old. <laughs> like I always call my elders sir and ma'am. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it makes me feel old. And for two, I'm like I'm. I'm not as. am Don't call me sir. Like I, I. I feel like that separates, um, me from people. Yeah. You know what I mean. Even if even if I was, you know president of the united states i would hate to like it makes you feel like you're put
1: on a pedestal like you're above someone else
0: right right and and even as a president you know you you don't get much higher than Mm -hmm. the president there's no one that the president answers to however the way i see things is you're never you're never working alone to be that to be that uh, that only uh, person of power in order to be a person of power, you have to have people who submit to yeah. you you know what I mean to what you say and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but good leaders are good leaders because they have the ability to get people to follow them because of the way that they don't yeah. things.
1: well, and you know me, man, like I'm trying to grow businesses, and eventually with growing businesses, I want to you know eventually have people who work underneath me and and shit like that, and even with the wellness coaching that i that I'm trying to do a big another big reason why I'm going to do the best fucking work I can in anything that I do, even if it's fucking mopping the floors, is because. There, there's this quote that I heard, and it's like, um shit it's i'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, but I'm just gonna say it um it's basically like leading by example isn't like the way a good leader leads, it's the only way to lead, you know, like right. a lot of people yeah, see yeah. it as like, oh yeah. well, I know what to do, so I know to tell these people to do it, so then they produce the best work so then they're happy so then they're whatever it may be when really it should be like I lead by example because that's the only way to lead like who the fuck's gonna believe in me if I'm just commanding what to do but I'm not doing it myself you know there's that and then holding people accountable Right. you know if I'm doing everything that I'm telling you guys to do then when you guys don't do that I need to hold you accountable you know Right, But anyways, that's basically what it comes down to is leading right. by example. You know, that's the only way, not the right way, right. not the best way, the only mm-hmm. way to lead. Right. And yeah, and, and,
0: and after you've led by example and showed people that your way is successful, people are more likely to follow yeah. your lead. You know what I mean? If, if if you go into a business, and I've and I've been a supervisor before, I've been in a a uh, um oh god prestigious yeah. position. I mean I, I guess I am now technically, but I don't run a crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I don't know. It's a it's a weird it's a weird position as far as um person of power. Goes I guess okay. it's a weird position, but when I was a supervisor and I actually had a crew and did scheduling and disciplinary action and whatever, um I would never say, Oh God, what I had a saying um, oh, oh oh oh, I would never I would never say they did this or mm-hmm. they did that.' If, we, if our crew got in trouble for something, I would never say, oh, so-and-so did that. I would always say, that was our fault. That was mm-hmm. my fault. Because we're, uh, ultimately, we're a team. And it doesn't matter if an individual fucks up or if we fuck up as a whole. Nobody is successful without for sure. somebody else. For sure. You know, I can't, I can't run a shift if I don't have yeah. subordinates. Um, there are no subordinates if there's no supervisor, vice versa. So you can't have one without the other.
1: Well, and like my perspective on that, the first time I was put in leadership roles, I mean, since I was a kid, I always took the lead in group projects. I was always in gifted programs. I was always in honors classes. Like I was always in some position where either – and I didn't go about it good when I was in school. Like, it was, it was to the point to where in a class project, if we had to pair up with people or do groups of three or four or whatever, like, I'd basically lay it down in the beginning. Like, look, I want to run this because I want to make sure I get a good grade and because I want to make sure that it, it makes sense and it's good. And if people weren't cool with it, I'd, be, I'd, I'd tell the teacher, like, yo, I, I don't want to be in a group. I want to do this all myself. So that wasn't good. But drumline... Right it's very reliant on everybody working at the same time. Like not only at the same time, but we all need to be at the same internal tempo. You know, we all need to be hitting our notes at the same time. We all need to do the visual at the same time. Our feet need to all be together. So it's a very team thing. And one thing that was taught to me when I got into leadership positions in Drumline was that accountability part that I was talking about, you know, so when another snare would tick or when we wouldn't get this part clean or the bases kept fucking up this one part it was like in front of everyone i would call that person out it's like hey look javi you're you keep missing that entrance every time dude like what's going on and you would probably like mumble some shit and i'd be like no you know it's fine we're all going to like do a lap or something or we're all going to track that one part we're all going to play it over and over and over again for an hour because it first of all calling that person out in front of everyone like yeah it's kind of embarrassing but honestly some people could use the embarrassment it's kind of harsh but it's a fact second part is it creates a culture of leaders because now the people who were doing well me maybe a couple other snares, maybe the other bass drums. They were all doing well. They didn't fail. They didn't suck. But now we all have to pay for that. Now, what that causes is the bass drum, everyone else to be upset about it and now hold that person accountable too, you know? And so it creates a little culture of everyone checking each other, everyone helping each other, everyone trying to get everyone to be good as opposed to me calling that person out me telling that one person to do a lap Now that person is just mad, mad at me, mad at himself, you know? So yeah, lead by example, but it's also uh, creating that culture.
0: Right. And the, and the thing is too, um, is there, there's a fine line in an internship role where, um, I've had, who um, are in leadership roles and act like they can do no wrong? Yeah. And even when they and even when they do do wrong, they still manage to put it on someone else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that's what you know. My 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 like, if I had to give anyone advice about being in a leadership role. My advice would be lead like you're going to fuck up one day because Mm -hmm. you will. And when you when you have that mentality of like, oh, well, I'm in this position um, because I know what I'm doing and I know how to do it. And I'm always free answers to every question. And I know, you know, every solution to every problem, blah, 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 which you may know a majority of things, but you don't know everything. And if you, yeah. and if you think you know everything, you're already going to fail.
2: Yeah. Learning. You
0: yeah. should, should challenging yourself. Stop taking on tasks that you've never done before. you. So if you're at a position well, in, in, in your career where... Yeah you feel like you're done like you have nothing more you can do then
1: yeah you are done and you will have nothing more to do you're done you're done i
2: you also feel like them. if they
1: were that great they wouldn't be in the position that they're in they'd be in a better position they right. they'd be somewhere else you know right right but yeah i just uh but there's just there's there's people out there who Will never take accountability. That will never see that they're wrong. You know, whether they're right. in, in an entry level job, whether they're in a you know manager's position, doesn't matter. There's people like that ever. There's people who ruin it for everyone everywhere. Yep. You know. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, i've I've had a I've had I've had plenty of uh, supervisors like that, man. And, oh, I tell you what. I'm not. I'm not one to shy away from from an argument.
2: <laughs>
1: oh no! So
0: yeah. So uh, I I I do. Uh, I I'm just bad at just keeping my mouth shut in general. I'm
1: the same way. I don't. I don't you know. bite my tongue. Yeah. It takes me even a while to get to that point, but once I'm there, like I'm not backing down, dude. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, see, my problem is even if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm still good. At I'm still going to say something.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even if it's like, fuck you, you're dumb. like My thing- petty, but I'll still say it.
1: I just can't stand, and this is like a, co- a, a core value for me. I will never make someone feel this way. But I can't stand when someone gives me the impression or makes me feel or straight up tells me that they are in any way better than me. I can't fucking stand that, dude. Right. So when people do that, right, right. When people get on a high horse, when people, you know, bad managers and shit like that do that often, I can't fucking stand that. And that's whenever I really don't back down. And I'm like, no, dude, like, who are you? You know, take the title off. Who are you? What do you do when you go home? How, you know, like, what else is there to you than your fucking title that you keep riding, you know, everyone's ass on? Right. You know? So, I don't know. That's that's, that's that's my thing. Yeah, that's a good point, too. You know? I don't think that that I'm better than anyone else. We talked about this last time, too, when you're telling me, like, you know, comparing my 23 to your 23. And you're like, you know, even with that, I don't think I've heard that from so many people. And I don't think that I'm better than anyone because of it. I don't think that, you know, when I go to the gym and I can't fucking stand this, when I go into a gym and there's like a very obese or overweight person working out and there's other people staring or there's other people snickering or there's other people making comments and shit like that, like I can't fucking stand that. Just because I'm lean... And he's overweight does not make me better than him. I mean, granted, the fact that he is overweight and showing up where you're fit and showing up, I would argue says that he's better than you. Because he's at the bottom of a mountain looking up and saying, like, I have a long fucking journey, dude, for someone to slim up from being like, you know, 400 pounds or so. That's years. That's years before they see any results. You know what I mean? whereas you me know? being slim if i want to build muscle and bulk up that's a matter of months you know so like i just i i can't i will never make someone feel like i'm better than them because i truly don't believe that i'm better than anyone in the world you know right right yeah you know it's uh
0: Who's really the man? You know what I mean? The one working for the next year or so or the one that's working, you know, that's like with with my wife and I, um, she runs. She runs like a freaking jackrabbit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I try to run, but I don't run as fast or as far. Yeah. And uh, she wanted me to do a half marathon with her, which, of course, is 13 miles.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm like, you're crazy. And she's like, oh, I could do it in this and this and this time. And I'm like, yeah, but you're 95 pounds. Yeah. I am 260 pounds. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge difference. There's yeah. a huge difference. You yep. throw on 260 pounds of weight, and let me see how far you could run. I be- I guarantee you if the, if the playing field is leveled and – you run with the same weight that i run i will whoop your ass yeah why because i'm used to it i'm Mm -hmm. used to carrying that weight you know so don't don't even you know like well i can do it blah blah like no you you can't you can't do it you can't do it because if you had 260 pounds on you i guarantee you you would barely be able to walk yeah for sure
1: and um you know, a couple weeks back, I threw out on my Instagram, um, I posted a picture of me and my super close friends. Um, it was at one of my buddies, uh, one of my best friends going away party. All right. And it was me, Jason, Jake, Angela, and Sunshine. It was all five of us in a picture. And I finally, po- I finally came to posting that like a week or so ago. And when I posted it, I threw a caption and I was typing away at it and I posted it. And it said basically that my belief is that you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. Mm -hmm. And that's why I surround myself with these types of people. That's why I surround myself with the people that I do surround myself with because they inspire me, they push me, they motivate me. And one big point that I drew out, was that they are better at, They are better than me at a lot of things that I want to be good at. And I feel right. that the only way to get that good is to hang out with people who are already doing what you want to do or who are better at doing the things that you want to do. And they commented right. on there, like yep. they hopped on there quick. And they were like, you know... I can't believe you said that. Like, we're not better than you in any way. Like you're a great musician. You're great at this. Like you're so, you have so many talents and this and that. And I appreciated that. And I got what they were saying, but it's like, I I wasn't devaluing myself. I wasn't saying that I'm not good. I'm not saying that they're better than me. I'm saying that, that it is a fact. They are better at me at a few things. And that's okay. Right. Like if, one of them wanted to learn guitar i'm obviously better at guitar than they are and right. that's not a negative thing that's not a you know a bad thing it's just i've been playing for 11 12 plus years and right. they're just starting right you know
0: yeah and and, and it shouldn't be <clears throat> it shouldn't be your job to talk you up you know what i mean yeah you shouldn't be the one Yourself up. That's mm-hmm. other people's job. If they yeah. choose, you yeah. Know. So you're not going to, but at you're to put yourself in a position to be looked upon as that person. And what you do with that when you're there is entirely up to that person. And there's an abuse of that power. And there is a um, a, a way to constructively use that power, if that makes sense. You know, someone who is great at something and always boasts about it I guarantee you, they're not out there trying to help people themselves. Yeah, for sure. Which is great. I mean, you know, if if that's the way you want to do things, cool. Go for it. Knock yourself out, you know. But I know deep down that there's going to come a point in time where it doesn't matter how good I am at something I am at something, or how lucky I am at things, there's going to come a a point in time where I'm going to need help. Yeah. And you spend all this time shitting on people and acting like you're better than everybody. Well, guess what? You know, what goes up must come down.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and how I see it, too. For sure. And how I see it, too, man, is like I no one's going to believe me when I say, Oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm great at this and I'm doing this. Like people are going to hear that and they're kind of going to roll their eyes. Like who is this guy? Right. There's a difference whenever I'm humble, whenever I'm, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about everybody else and I'm just helping people and stuff like that. And then they see, Oh, well, Anthony has this business and Anthony's doing this and Anthony's doing that. Like, it's actions speak louder than words. Like that's super cliche. That's super overused. But when it comes to this, you telling people you're great at something is only going to get them turned away from you. Right. You know? So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My whole mindset is show. Don't tell, you know, show that I'm running a dog training business. Don't tell people I'm running a dog training business. You know, they don't care. Right. And it even goes back to how like people don't believe in you until you're doing shit. Like especially with what I'm trying to do, man. Like I'm trying I'm going the entrepreneur route. And that's a hard fucking road, you know? Yeah. There there you know? It's fucking hard. And so whenever I tell friends and family this shit, you know, they always say, "Oh, it's not feasible." Or, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." Or, "Oh, why don't you just get a good secure job?" And for me, that just does not align with me. That's not something that I want. Yet, when it comes the day that I'm making six figures on multiple businesses, you know, when it comes the day that I'm a millionaire, those people who told me it's not feasible, who told me it's not going to work, who told me I should get a secure job, they're going to turn right around and they're going to be like, yeah, I always believed in you. Right. You know, it's interesting right you know it blows my mind
0: and 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 see that's that's their belief you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier how that is conforming to society that's all that is yeah
1: well it's what their parents did it's what they're doing i mean even for me you know it was it was get good grades in school go to college get a degree be in debt work die Right. You know, so for me to do something out of the box, I understand they just kind of care for you and they don't want you to fail. That's why they tell you, "Oh, do the college route, do get a get a degree." Play it safe. Exactly. But playing it safe does not give you the amount of wealth and the amount of opportunities that I'm looking for. And I don't want to sound like I'm money driven, but money does provide opportunities. You know, opportunities to help pay. Off debt for myself and my family, opportunities to retire family members. You know, I have grandparents that are unfortunately going to work until they die because you know some shit happened in their life or whatever things led them to where they're at. They can't retire. You know, so in a way, yeah, I guess I am a little money driven, but but it's not an evil way. It's just because. Money is that necessary evil that provides opportunities, you know, an opportunity to help people, an opportunity to give back, an opportunity to provide things. Like another thing, and I think I've told you this, I wanna buy a huge area of land one day and open a dog rehabilitation center. And I want to literally go to the shelters and take out bully breeds, take out breeds and dogs that aren't gonna sell or not sell, but but get adopted right. that aren't, that, that are not going to be adopted because they're missing an eye or because they're missing a leg or something like that and take them to my facility where they can live or get adopted out, you know, right. full training, full everything. So yeah, I want money, but it's money to provide opportunities for myself to do things for people for animals, and to help other people. At the end of the day, all I want in my life is to help people. Right. You know, everything that I do, it's helping people. Right. Right, of course, yeah. Yeah, there's, um,
0: I don't know, I'm gonna kind of, I don't know, maybe jump off subject here.
1: Yeah, go ahead, man. But,
0: um, with with the whole election years coming up, election days coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've been, so I did this thing where um, I follow Joe Biden and Donald Trump right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I I don't, I, I follow both on social media and for the one reason and one reason only, and that's to see the responses of the people on their pages. Okay, which has been very fucking intriguing lately. Yeah, I bet it's it's been it's been crazy. It's been a trip, and it's been um, it's been I don't want to say eye opening. It, it, it's it's been just. It's been interesting. I'll just leave it at that. It's been interesting. Yeah. Um, what you see on a tr- from the people is, is is majority go Trump pretty much. And then you have those uh, Biden supporters in there Throwing out their two cents. What you see on Biden's page is the same exact theme. You see the Biden supporters go Biden 2020, whatever. And then you see the Trump supporters throwing out their bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing dressed up to accommodate the individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the Biden supporters are saying Trump's greedy, Trump's this, Trump's that. And the Trump supporters on the Biden page are saying Biden's senile. He's old, he's racist, whatever. And it's the same thing, just dressed up as, as different, you know, for, for different people. Yeah. And one of the things one of the main things, of course, between the Republican and the Democratic Party, not just specific to Trump and Biden, is um, Trump's for all for himself, whatever. Biden wants to help people and give people everything. OK. Mm-hmm. And this is the point I'm getting to with helping and 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 taking and, and doing for yourself, whatever. But the country the direction that this country is going, or I guess tends to, I mean, there's, there's always going to be the balance between Democrat and Republican. So I don't think we're ever going to be ex- extreme in one way over the other, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what do, cause cause I, I, let me see how, how I could phrase this question. How do you feel about a country if we were to go to a democratic route and become extreme democratic, like California, where everything is pretty much given out, okay? Um, There's, you know, bums don't have to live on the street if they don't want to, you'd be on welfare, there's really no questions asked, everyone's helped, pretty much no questions asked. Which, I'm torn on that because I understand everyone needs help, but I also understand that there should be a line drawn.
1: Well, okay? you can't get any without giving some in return. I mean, think about it. Like even right. I'm a gun owner. If you know when Biden, if Biden gets elected and shit like that, if let's just say everywhere were to turn blue, um, gun prices would go up the fucking crazy there's a tax on guns you have to register your gun there's a tax on and and we live in Arizona it's the fucking wild west you know I want it to stay that way so right um, I guess that was my point was nothing is for free like yes the the bums can don't have to live on the streets if they don't want to there's welfare there's all this shit handed out but who also is that being taken from you know Right. So that that was my point, but you can you can keep going. So so where is where
0: where's the line drawn? I guess I I want the, the point I wanna get at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm all I'm all for helping and, and I was I was thinking about this the other day because I kind of feel hypocritical sometimes and not entirely hypocritical but just part of my belief sometimes feels hypocritical right okay where i don't i don't agree a lot with the way democrats do things because i feel like it's just the gimme 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 gimme, gimme right okay i feel like it's just uh well we should pay less taxes we should do this we should do that blah 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 which i agree you know, I, I, I don't think our taxes are allocated the way that they should be. Um, and that's for for another discussion later. But mm-hmm. I also feel like, damn it, if I want something, I'm going to work my fucking ass off and I'm going to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to get it. And me as someone who has the ability to help somebody, I will help somebody. Yeah but I don't want the country ran that way. You know what I mean? But it's like,
1: and and I feel you, like I'm not any extreme left or right. I've never been. Right. And right now with, with politics and right now, I'm leaning just one way. And it's because in my opinion, the other way is not doing the things and they don't align with my beliefs. And that's how I think politics should be. Everyone wants to be so divided. I'm either blue, I'm either red, and that's it. And you're wrong if you don't agree with me. And that's bullshit. Do whatever aligns with what you believe and with what you think is right. That's it. You know? Right. But how I see it is if I want to help someone, it should be my choice. The government should not be able to come in and say, you're helping someone. We know you're a generous person, Anthony. So we're going to take money from you and we're going to give it to wherever we feel like giving it. Like that's bullshit. It should be my choice. True. If I want to help someone. Not anyone else's. Like that. And that's how right. I see that. You know, right. it's crazy, dude, because you know, like like I said, dude, I'm 23. And and last election, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't fucking vote. I didn't vote for shit. That was wrong of me, but right. I didn't do that. Elections before that, I've never fucking voted, never even cared, never paid attention to politics. This is the only time I've really paid attention to politics. And almost everything gets me heated or gets me so emotionally invested in it that I can't ignore it. I can't not vote this election because there's so many things that are going to affect me. Fucking gun reform, fucking, you know, even even locally changing Arizona to a blue state almost like shit like that, you know, and I don't I don't care for anybody listening if, if they don't like which side I'm on, again, right now I'm on one side, but most of the time I'm in the middle. I always, I always play devil's advocate. I can see both sides, and I'm open to others' opinions without thinking that they're wrong. But right now, there's, there's a division, and nothing's going to get better. Nothing's going to heal. Nothing's going to work until we can all just fucking meet be together, be one unit, and just choose what fits our values, what fits how we believe, and, and you know, what we look for in a leader, and in local leaders, you know? Right.
2: And,
0: and that's the thing, is I, I don't, I don't think I mean, it, it seems to be like a pop culture thing now. It's starting to go that direction with both. Oh, absolutely. And I I don't, I mean, it didn't happen before. I don't see it happening now. But I don't see people really looking into who we put in power. Dude. You know what I mean? Dude,
1: I get you a 100%, man. I used, I thought that there was, I still think there's a huge silent majority, but I don't know how big the silent majority is. And I don't know how they compare to the majority of young people. And I say specifically young people, you know, I'm 23, but people younger than me who are hopping on a bandwagon because it's popular. Why do people hate Trump? Because it's fucking popular.
0: Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, um. I, I, I just don't – I, I just don't see people looking into who they're going to vote for and who they nah. put into power. Nah. Because if you – like, like perfect example right now, who else is running for president, president besides Trump and Biden? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you
1: honestly, I don't fucking know. It's uh starts with a J. I'm pretty sure Jorgensen, I believe. Yeah, see, I have <laughs> no idea. Well, I got my early, you know, voting ballot like a couple days ago and I'm still chipping through it. I'm like doing a little extra research on just some people and so that's like I'm pretty sure that's the name. But, yeah. Just like you, know no, nobody knows.
0: Yeah, and, and and that's and it's and it's terrible, and it's you know,
1: it's just man, it, it's interesting. I will say though, it's it's politics are kind of difficult, man. There were some, and the reason I've had this ballot for four five, maybe a week now, and it's maybe halfway filled out, and that's crazy. on one side. It's halfway filled out because. I'm a little skeptical, and I have some predictions right now on the next steps that's going to come. One, Rona 2.0 is going to come. I fucking guarantee you they're going to bomb that shit out. And two... Um, and, and that can be a conversation for another time, okay? Like, like a couple of days from now, we can do another podcast on fucking coronavirus. Um, but two... I I'm thinking about doing like going to a polling place and actually in person doing it because for me I kind of feel iffy about oh well I'm mailing this not saying it will happen not saying it will not happen but I don't know that it'd be really hard to fucking some corruption can go down with mail-in ballots you know, so that's that's the other reason right, why right. I'm halfway filled out other than the fact that there are some people on here that I'm like, hmm, I need to do just a little more research. I need to figure some more shit out. But I'm going to be honest, when when I started learning about politics, like even in high school, all my high school history teachers, even outside of history class around voting time. You know, they would they would explain the importance of voting and shit like that. I'm like, oh, whatever. That's not my problem. That's my parents' problem. That's my grandparents' problem. And when I started thinking like, oh shit, she's right. It is my problem. It's, there's so much. It's kind of intimidating to even start to learn because you don't know where the fuck to start. Politics right. are hard, dude. And even now, I'm still trying to get a grasp yeah. on it. But what helped me, and maybe this will help anyone who's listening is finding the things that I cared about and figuring out who cares about the same shit. I'm a gun owner. I care about guns. So I'm most likely going to vote for someone who also cares about me keeping my guns. I care about the government having... I basically want the government to stay out of my life as much as possible, you know? Right. I care about the politicians who also care about staying out of my life as much as possible. So that's, in my opinion, a good start with politics is basically figuring out what you value, what you appreciate, what you like, what you want. And finding the politicians and the people who also do that. And then from there, you can get more in depth, you know. But that's just a start. But it makes sense why young people right now with TikTok and all the social media is like people are making funny posts about, you know, fuck Trump and fuck Biden and fuck this and fuck that. And so whichever side your friends more lean on, you're probably willing to be like, oh, let's reshare this. And boom, you're spreading this message that's infecting all these other people with no factual basis. Do you know? And even well, now, I'm t- what
0: did you. Did you see that? Uh that documentary on netflix about um oh, i forget what it's called it's about social media
1: uh the only one i'm thinking about right now is the one about facebook i think yeah i think it's the same it's, it's called it's the like the thing. social something social distortion yeah, something or some
0: like shit that. like that that is okay. interesting yeah i haven't you, and and it I touches on that. what you just said um it's it's crazy. I, I actually, my wife had it on the other last night, and I was kind of paying attention to it kind of not, but um, what you just said is verbatim how Facebook
2: yeah. operates
0: with its algorithms and everything. It operates strictly, to get you to stay
1: hooked onto that's it that's what they want like when tiktok came out my dog training mentor i'm gonna throw his name out for anyone listening team floppy ears on instagram he's fucking an amazing dog trainer but he's one of my mentors and he when tiktok first came out he told me he was like anthony you need to get on tiktok i was like fuck tiktok dude it's stupid all the like 12 year olds are using. I'm not fucking getting on that. He's like, no, Instagram is stingy with their algorithm. TikTok is an open pool right now. If you get in their algorithm while it's open, when they start blocking people who aren't popular, you're going to be in that group that's popular. So get in now. But that's how it works. So, like me on Instagram, I have a lot of strategy for uh, network marketing. And for social media marketing and for Instagram, my job, how I see it, is to keep people on Instagram as long as possible. If I keep them on Instagram as long as possible, Instagram is going to reward me by showing my posts to people who follow me more often. Like, I miss, dude, right. this is the craziest thing ever, but right. this just happened. So I just posted a reel and yesterday, so today I posted a Reel because that's popular because Instagram's trying to compete with TikTok. Yesterday, I posted two pictures, I believe. Or a picture and a video. One of the two. Anyways, I, I made two posts yesterday. Most of the time, I will get two to 300 views on those posts. Most of the time on my stories, I'll get about 150 to 200 views on my stories. Before yesterday, I hadn't posted in over a week. And this time, I'll actually look on my Instagram right now. I think those two pictures maybe accumulated 20, 30 30 likes, which I'm not a like snob. I'm not saying I need the most likes possible. This is just to prove a point. Okay? My video... Today, six hours ago, it only got 45 views and 13 likes. When normally, let's go on another video. This video got, let's see, 276 views. I made a reel today. It's gotten four likes in two hours. You know, still new, but still. I post at busy times. I post it at 6.30 to 7pm when people are home from work, they're maybe having dinner, they finish cooking, whatever. People are home. I post it at 7pm today. Instagram is basically not showing my shit because I didn't give them views for over a week. When before, when I was posting every two to three days, dude, One of my videos has 578 views on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn, really? I'm not fucking bullshitting. So social media, it's all about keeping people on social media 100%. And if you do that, they'll reward you by showing you to more people. They'll all deny shadow blocking, which is basically when they block your posts from other people seeing it. They'll deny right, that shit. Right. Of course they will. But I'm fucking learning the hard way. I can't go a week without hosting. Yep. That's crazy.
0: Yep. That's scary, dude. Yep. That's scary.
1: But the thing about it, and, and going back, so I know I went on a little rant right there, but let's go back to your point about how social media and, and um, you know the shit that I said, how it aligned with uh, that movie, that documentary you're talking about. Um right. How many times do you go on your homepage on your phone or your if you're on iPhone, you're looking through that sidebar on that news feature, and you see a post like Donald Trump just said so and so and that makes him a racist. And you see that and you don't read the article, you're just like, hmm, okay, I guess that's true, and you keep scrolling. Whether you say that or not subconsciously you because you kept scrolling you probably believe that how many times you go on Facebook you see something that someone posted and you may watch a few seconds if it's a video or read a few you know tidbits and then say hmm I guess that's true and not really research right that's the power that social media has and that's what's happening to a lot of people especially the younger people me when I watch a video I watch the whole thing and then I'll do some Google searches. And then I'll do some research. But people aren't doing that. They see something and just say, hmm, I guess that's true. And they run with it. You know? And as far as yep. politics, who's yep. the person that that's, they hate yeah. the most? Trump. So it says Trump's a racist. Oh, everyone's like, oh, I guess Trump's a racist. Right. You know? So that's that's a big problem right now. Is the social media. And is the believing in a headline before you even read what the article is about. Before you even do research after you read the article from top to bottom. People don't do that. People want to be on social media, not social media. People want to be on a picture or a page or a post or a video as little as possible. They want the information quick so they can move on. Social media is all about entertaining. And that's why I have to make bullshit ass videos that are entertaining when really, I'd rather educate people. But educating's not going to get views. And right. if it doesn't get views, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. They're not going to promote me. So I have to entertain. Right. I have to conform to the fucking uh, uh, system. Just so that my message can, can be shown to more people. It's bullshit, but you right. know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, that's, it's, it's true because um, how many stupid ass videos yeah. have you seen gone, go viral? How many people have you seen, you know, become instant stars? Stupid For shit. stupid shit. Stupid. Well, like uh, most recently, that, uh, that dude on the skateboard <laughs> listening to the Fleetwood Mac yeah. song.
1: Such a stupid video. I mean it's it's funny. I mean I shared that. You know, I shit post. I'm not acting like I don't shit post. Right. Right. But what does that like that does nothing to contribute to entertained, he entertained so many people and had so many people watching that and staying on social media that he got rewarded for that. That's crazy. Right.
0: And, And 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 there's people out there putting out, you know Yeah. Real content, you know, real information, educating and, and teaching, and and you know all these great things, and mm-hmm. that's what blows up. I, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard a ocean spray bottom a car.
1: Yeah, I heard something. Like he was that drinking spray. that
0: cranberry juice.
1: <clears throat> it is like what
0: the fuck? Like there's there's people out there, you know, putting out. Out stuff that you know will change your life you know that you know uh help you become a better person help you change your your uh state of mind um that i'll never see but a dude on a skateboard you know listening to a Fleetwood Mac song like what the
2: fuck like
1: well and if that is true you know Ocean Spray and everything they're thinking like Yo, this is popular. If we reward them, people are going to know that we rewarded them because we're going to promote that. He's going to promote that. Everyone's going to share that we rewarded him. And because of that, people right. are going to like us. And if people like us, they're going to buy from us. I get it. Yo, if I was in their right. position, I can't truly say that I wouldn't do the same thing. Maybe, maybe for different reasons. I mean, I don't know the reasoning for doing that. But maybe for me, it'd be like, dude, that video was funny. It was so funny. I loved that video. So here's some shit. I don't right. fucking care if anyone knows that I gave you this, but here's some shit. Or who knows? But. Right. And,
0: mm-hmm. and that's cool. I, I, I get it. You know, like, for a few seconds that brought joy <laughs> and happiness to people. But in terms of, like, substance. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Substance. In terms of substance... Yeah, man, that does nothing. Yeah. That does nothing for people, you know. And and that's not to hate on the dude. Like, he didn't have a car. Yeah. Like, good for him. You know what I mean? Like,
2: whatever yeah. he's doing, like worth, you, you know. Guy, you but be
1: complaining. I mean, I wouldn't fucking be complaining. But like, held tight. Yeah. No. It took zero effort to just yeah, for sure. me doing like... my daily thing to Fleetwood Mac, and and now I got a car. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Which, like I said, good for him. No. I'm,
1: not, I'm not trying to hate on the dude. But I'm just speaking in, in terms of Like, like in comparison substance. to the people who actually promote like something that you could benefit from.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, I don't know mm, if you know who no. Aaron
0: Dowdy is. He's like a okay. spiritual leader, you know, type person, but um, his videos, like, dude, I I could listen and watch his shit all day and become enlightened and become Mm -hmm. a better person. You know what I mean? That's stuff that brings substance to my life. That's stuff that is going to get me somewhere in the long run. That's stuff that I can watch his video, I can listen to his podcast for X amount of time, and come away with something the fleetwood fleetwood mac video
1: fuck dude I, i'm not
2: yeah i'm
0: not taking away anything away from that yeah. <laughs> you know what
1: i mean well even so my mentor you know going back to team floppiers on instagram um he he has lots of videos that went viral and those videos are not educational one of them that I can remember off the top of my head, it's the most recent one that went viral, is he, had, he was walking two pit bulls, one on his right, one on his left. And they started, like, he felt the tension, and he pulled one away right before it attacked the other one, and the other one went back to fight him. So it, it was, like, right before a fight, but you can see that they were, like, snarling and growling and trying to get at each other. And that video went viral. It's like an eight-second video. He takes two steps. It's, you know, it starts halfway in the walk or so. But he takes two steps. They try to get at each other. He pulls them apart before they got at each other, luckily. And that went viral. But his videos where he's giving free content that not only him, but I would charge 50 to 100 bucks to tell you how to do this. He gives that away for free. None of that shit goes fucking viral. No one cares to be educated. They care to be entertained. That's crazy. And I'm gonna be honest, that's when crazy. I'm on Facebook, that's crazy. That's what I do on Facebook. I fucking scroll through and I just get entertained all day. Mm-hmm. But that's why I don't post much on Facebook. You mm-hmm. never see a post about what's happening in my life on Facebook. Where do you see that? Instagram. And I'm not saying I'm on Instagram as bandwagon because they're stingier than Facebook, in my opinion when it comes to their fucking algorithm, I'm seeing that now I'm fucking pissed at Instagram right now, but Instagram I go to, and I follow lots of people who are into health and wellness and fitness and, and entrepreneurs. And I get to see that shit. I get to see shit that benefits me more on Instagram than I do Facebook. So that's why I do more of that. That's why I visit Instagram more than Facebook. But when I'm on Facebook, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm there just to be entertained. Same thing with TikTok. I don't ever really go on TikTok, but sometimes there's a video that goes viral and it's on Facebook and then I'll check it out on TikTok. But uh, TikTok and Facebook, they're all about entertainment. That's it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a fucking TikTok junkie. It, yeah, right you dude. have I a love-hate relationship. Like, like, you can't stop watching it because it's fucking <laughs> cool or it's funny or... Dude, some people are are almost ingenious when it comes to the shit that they post, you know? But for me, and for you, it seems like, is there's no value to Facebook or Instagram. I mean, uh, Facebook or TikTok. And for me, Instagram is the only place that I actually get value from because I see the shit that I want to see that benefits me. Dog training and fitness shit. That's what I see a lot. And spiritual shit. That's what I see a lot on Instagram, but
0: yeah, no, that's that, that's true, hundred percent. I don't, I, I honestly, the only thing I'm on Facebook for yeah. is uh, I shit post.
1: I, I shit post and I troll. I sometimes don't comment. even fucking <laughs> reply to people's comments, and I don't realize until days later because I'm on Facebook that little or I'm only on Facebook to share some shit and see some shit and then I'm off Instagram. I'm a lot more active on there. I reply to people. I interact with people. I comment on other people's shit. Facebook. I don't fucking do that shit. I see a shit post. I share a shit post. See one, send one. That's what I do. Right. You know, but yeah, you know, we should, we should,
0: uh, I think yep. that's, I think that's going to be our next step. We, uh, we, we need to create social media yeah, definitely. for our, our podcast I fucking page. love
1: social media. And as much as, you know, Facebook kind of sucks, in my opinion, um, Facebook has the most, has the biggest ecosystem. Instagram has a big ecosystem too, but think about it. Like a lot of the old people aren't fucking rocking Instagram. The young people are on TikTok, not Instagram. Right, right. You know, so... Right. Shit, I wouldn't would mind dude. making TikTok. I, fucking, I like doing network marketing and social media yeah. marketing, so... Yeah. I'm down. But... Well. That's a conversation to have, you know, in the, in the back room, man. But... Yeah, we'll, right, we'll get a logo right. going. We'll get a... You know, a social media platform going or all of them and uh first step though we got to figure out a name
2: yep
0: yeah we will we will um but uh shit yep. man we've been uh at this That's for eight hour. minutes now so i think we'll I yeah think dude we'll sounds good call it a wrap um whoever checks this out like it, subscribe it. I don't I don't know how Anchor works, but I know you can subscribe to us. Um and it just notifies you whenever we post a new podcast. Um we are actually on Spotify too. Um and I believe we're on uh Apple oh, really? Podcasts nice. as well. We're getting it. So, uh And we're on Google. I guess Google has a podcast platform as well. So we're on that too. Um, So if you guys feel so inclined to, uh, subscribe to our our podcast. Um, So I guarantee you we're going to get a lot better. We're going to get a lot better and we're going to be cool. And you're going to wish you jumped on this a long time ago when we first started. I'm going to guarantee that so um uh thanks for tuning in um we'll do this again next week that sounds good i I think we can do this weekly huh if you want
1: to follow any of us um i I don't know how active you are on social media man but my instagram account is the artist of the night underscores in between every word and my dog training account is bully design with an underscore at the end
0: Honestly, I don't. I don't know what my. I don't know my, uh, Instagram. Name <laughs> Dude, <is.
1: laughs> I, one time I, really I posted don't. and I uh, meant to tag you, but I didn't tag you because I didn't know if you had an Instagram or not, and I couldn't find it. And then afterwards, you liked the post on Instagram, I, and I was I, like, "Oh shit!" Now I feel like a dick because <laughs> <laughs> I tagged everyone but you. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, so. Uh... So my Instagram is just underscore me underscore hobby. Just me hobby. I there guess that's fucking simple enough. I should have remembered that. But uh, I'm not that active. I don't know. Maybe I should start.
1: Doing... <laughs> I post funny shit. Awesome. Sometimes. Well, there it is. You know, even if they want to follow, follow you, see into your personal life or whatever, you know, whether you post a lot or not, um, see into my shit. You know, sometimes I, I hear people and I want to see who they are, you know. So just plugging that in allows anyone who's interested to get a little insight. That's that's so. true too. Yep, yeah, that's true. Too. But yeah, that was episode two. Right. All righty, buddy. Absolutely, man. Until next it's been time. A pleasure. Man. Sounds All good, right.
0: man. Let's do this next week. Later.